Hey everyone, and welcome to Jace's Movies Podcast. I'm Jace, a geeky fangirl who shares my decades of knowledge and love for the movies. So let's delve into the entire cinematic experience, history, and more. Grab your popcorn or a snack, and let's start the show. In this Jace's Movies Podcast episode, I'll expand The Falcon and Winter Soldier, Season 1, Episode 2, The Star-Spangled Man. IMDb gave it 8.1 out of 10, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 92%, and Google has it at 91%. The cast includes Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, a.k.a. The Falcon, Sebastian Stan as Bucky Barnes, a.k.a. The Winter Soldier, Wyatt Russell as John Walker, the new Captain America, Aaron Kellyman as Carly Morgenthau, the leader of the Flag Smashers, Danny Ramirez as Joaquin Torres, and Clay Bennett as Lamar Hoskins. The summary of this episode is we are introduced to John Walker as he takes on his new role as the new Captain America. Sam and Bucky go after the Flag Smashers, and Sam meets an old rival of Bucky's in this racially charged episode. Now, there's so much going on, and it moves pretty fast, so you got to keep up. Uh, We definitely get deeper looks into our main characters with introductions to new, if not old, comic book characters. Now, the Falcon and Winter Soldier TV series does not follow a particular comic, but it seems like Marvel is using this opportunity to show some love to some lesser-known comic book characters. Now, Red Wing, which was Sam's real Falcon in the comics, but now more of a surveillance drone, is destroyed. The government had used Red Wing's tech to track Sam, as told to him by Captain America. So I think Carly of the Flag Smashers did him a favor when she busted it. (laughs) She was so badass. We hear about the big three, androids, aliens, and wizards. Androids definitely refers to Ultron, who was created by Tony Stark in the Avengers Age of Ultron. Aliens brings back Loki with the Chitauri army and then you've got the guardians of the galaxy and thanos and everyone else that they interact with in avengers infinity war and endgame and of course wizards they bring up dr strange and whether he's a sorcerer or not because of whether he wears a hair at or not which is kind of silly but i'd like to see if dr strange will make an appearance on this tv series but i personally am not holding my breath Now, Sam Wilson is really in his element while on missions, and I think that's where he's trying to put himself as he's trying to move on and find his purpose um, since giving up the shield. But I'm also wondering if he's just staying busy to avoid feelings about it and the loss of his friend Steve. Although, I don't think Steve Rogers is really dead, and I'm kind of wondering why he's so old and Bucky's not, but that's besides the point. Um, Sam definitely doesn't want to be someone else's wingman. He's been doing pretty well on his own. So I like that uh, he told John Walker where he could stick it. Bucky finally says he's worried about his journey to being a better person. Our white wolf is trying to leave the Winter Soldier behind. I do see growth in him as he's not leaving Sam's side, even when Sam doesn't want him to. Um, This duo is definitely a lot like my own two sons. They have staring contests, they tease each other all the time, they have play fights, but they're always together, and that is so endearing. And if you've ever seen uh, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan give interviews or do their press junkets, 
it definitely looks like they enjoy each other's company or at least they're good at acting it. So I am very interested and love seeing them and these two characters on screen. Now, John Walker, we definitely learn of his military background, ooh, medals, and... But the title of Captain America is definitely more than just a symbol, and I can't believe that the government didn't even wait five seconds. They just turned around and gave the shield to somebody, and the whole title and everything, without fully thinking about it. But John definitely seems to want to be the hero, uh, but according to Sam and Bucky, he's got a long way to go before earning any respect. John also has a dark side, as he was told in the early beginning of the episode that he can't fight his way through. And then he says, stay out of my way to Sam and Bucky later on. And don't you remember what Dr. Erskine said as he told Steve in the Captain America First Avenger? He said, not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Which is very interesting. I think John Walker has always tried to be the perfect soldier. Now, his new suit goes along with the super patriot character that is he plays in the comics. And spoiler alert, skip ahead if you don't want to hear this part. He also turns villain. So let's see where these, this series and this character goes this season. Now, Lamar Hoskins is John Walker's partner and best friend. Uh, this character was first seen in 1986, Captain America 323. In the comics, he's shown in complimentary, if not quite matching, suits as the new Captain America. Um, he definitely had a darker suit in this episode. He had his name on his suit, which is a little bit more military than superhero. Uh, that's okay. Um, but he goes by Battlestar, which I get that is the comic book name. But guys, Bears beats Battlestar. Oh my goodness. Then we get into Carly Morgenthau, the leader of the Flag Smashers. She's young, she's beautiful, she's on the run. Now she has a purpose, she's trying to help those who the government has left behind after the snap and the return of so many millions. She has been compared to being Robin Hood, being more so than an actual bad guy as they are being made out to be in the series. She has made her own group of enemies with the power brokers. No masks, they wear SWAT-type gear, and they carry heavy artillery guns. Now, I think this character kind of reminds me a little bit of a young Black Widow. I think this would be neat to watch her grow and to see how far she takes this character. Now, as a side note, Aaron Kellyman, if I'm correct about this type of character, played the same type as Enfys Nest and Star Wars Solo movie. So I'm excited to see more from her. Isaiah Bradley is played by Carl Lumby, who has a very long television acting history, including Alias, Zoo, Supergirl, The Returned, just to name a few of my favorites that he's been in. I think he's going to be amazing, and I can't wait to see more from this from him about Isaiah Bradley because this comic book character was introduced in Truth, Red, White, and Black as the Black Captain America. He along with other African American soldiers were test subjects for scientists trying to repeat the original formula serum from Dr. Erskine that he gave to Steve Rogers to make him a super soldier. Isaiah fought the Winter Soldier and took his arm. 
He definitely kicked his butt, which is awesome. Um, he served his country, but he was kept in terrible locked conditions. As he said, they put my ass in jail for 30 years. Now, Isaiah Bradley, the black Captain America, is considered one of the saddest Marvel comic book characters. And I think that's why in this episode, they definitely went over some more uh, racially sensitive subjects, like with the incident with the police, and then the little conversation with the boy about how Sam is not Black Falcon, he's just Falcon. But I can understand where this episode was going because of who they were introducing. And hopefully we'll be able to give Isaiah Bradley some justice. Now on to the action. Uh, now, of course, there's not as much action as in episode one, but this episode does have an awesome fight scene atop the two semi-trucks. Super soldiers with superpowers and super strength and bad dudes with heavy artillery. We see John Walker in action, even just for a short little bit of a time. I'm personally glad to see more female super soldiers, so rock on, girl power. We do see more banter between Sammy and Bucky. Uh, these two guys are super cute, as I said before. They're definitely more than brothers than they realize, especially with the absence of Steve. But now looking back at Captain America Winter Soldier and Captain America Civil War, I could see why Steve brought these two together. That couples counseling session is so cute. For the cinematic view and music of this episode, it's interesting to notice that the... The light or the angle of the light definitely changed when Sam and Bucky are outside Isaiah's house. And then when they move inside to the dark where Isaiah's torment lives. Now, as a neat, interesting tidbit fact, too, uh, the young man that answered Isaiah's house's door is one of the young Avengers. So hopefully we'll see more of him as well. The background music on this episode is also on a more somber note, which goes along with this deeper, if not heavy, episode. Uh, without going into a lot of politics and stuff, I think this episode does open the door for good and open conversations about these racially motivated and, and the issues that are going on in this episode. Uh, every time... Bucky and Sam have a little bit more of a heart-to-heart -heart or fully communicate with each other. If you notice, it's also in the dark, they're in the shade, they're in the shadows. So that's something else to kind of notice with this episode. There are some hidden gems. Hopefully you guys notice them too. Um, all the new details on the black and gold arm of Bucky. All that beautiful Wakanda tech done by Shuri. There was also a stop the violence sign that is outside of Isaiah's home. And that brings back to rule number two, don't hurt anyone, as those are the rules that Bucky is working on with becoming a better person. There's also a poster at the police station for the GRC that says reset, restore, and rebuild. Then we've got an air shot of the famous Berlin Victory Column traffic circle in Germany. And side note, they used the same shots from Captain America's Civil War that they did for this episode. 
So way to go, Marvel, with reusing some of the same stuff you've done before. Then at the very end, we get to see and hear a little bit more about Zemo and how he's going to return, which is so cool. Uh, we'll definitely be getting more of him in the episodes coming up. He's the Hydra guy who had the book with the code words to unlock Bucky from being the Winter Soldier. And he was successful in killing the Black Panther's father along with many others while framing the Winter Soldier and giving Wanda Maximoff guilt during Captain America Winter Soldier, thus causing the Avengers Civil War. And so there are other things I don't like about some of the stuff that Marvel's doing. Personally, I hate that the series trailer shows Sam with the shield because as of episode two, he doesn't have it yet. I do want to watch more, though, so I'm going to keep going. But please stop the obvious teasing. I get it, Marvel. You're good at what you do. You got me. So that's the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed and you come back to listen to more of Jace's podcast. I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions, which you can reach me at jacesmovies at gmail.com or follow Jace's Movies on Facebook or Instagram. So that's the end. Roll credits. And I'll see you at the movies.